Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Leaders and Mentors podcast. Uh, it is my pleasure today to have Coach Milton Barnes. Coach, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to be here. Coach, for the uh, few people out there, tell us a little bit about who Milton Barnes is and what you're currently involved in. Well, that can be a little complicated, but to keep it simple, mm-hmm. um, I consider myself still a young man mm-hmm. who's been a lot of places and done a lot of things through the game of basketball. Sure. And I've been very fortunate and blessed to be able to to say that uh, I've been involved with a, uh, so many young people mm-hmm. over the years, and hopefully I've made a positive impact on, on, on many of them along the way in the last 30-some-odd years. So, Coach, take us back to the early years, if you don't mind, in the Barnes family. You were actually from, I believe, Oakley, Michigan? Well, it's funny you say that because mm-hmm. I, I, I made a point of where I was born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually from Saginaw okay. and grew up in Saginaw. Okay. I, I, the reason why, a little history on that, I was born on, on my grandfather's farm. Oh, all And right. uh, over in Oakley, Michigan. There you go. Um, and so, but you know, <clears throat> we weren't able to get to the hospital, according <laughs> to the stories I've been told. So I was actually born on the farm, literally speaking. Uh, so that's that's why I, I give... I give it an acknowledgement to where I was born, but I was actually raised in Saginaw. I, I know my Michigan geography fairly well. I've never really heard of Oakley, so it's got to be just a, a blink of an eye, huh? It's over <clears throat> Chesney. You probably heard of Chesney. I have. Yeah, Chesney yep. and Oakley is, is in the same same area, really. So Got it. And you graduated, of course, from Saginaw High School. Saginaw High. Okay. Um, and then from, what was it like growing up in the Barnes household? What other sports were you involved in besides basketball as well? Well, to be honest with you, we, I, I was not a, a, an athlete mm-hmm. that come up the ranks. I tell mm-hmm. the kids now. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those guys that were late bloomers. I didn't play varsity basketball until I was a senior okay. in high school. Okay. Uh, I came up uh, because our family, I was one, I'm one of 11. Oh. Uh, but there's 10 of us. I got 10 brothers and sisters. All right. And... The emphasis for us were two things: going to church. Mm-hmm. That my father was a minister. Okay. And working. Uh, we 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 learned at an early age uh, that we had to work mm-hmm. to earn whatever we wanted in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what the emphasis were in our family. And sports was kind of an afterthought. Okay. Uh, but growing up in the neighborhood, you played sports. You played baseball, basketball, football. Yeah. You play all those sports to. You know, do something to keep you active. Sure. What did your parents do for a living? Nope. My dad worked for Chevrolet Foundry okay. for thirty some odd years. Okay. Uh, my mom was a was, was a take home was at home mom mm-hmm. that took care of all all eleven of us. <laughs> where, where were you at in the eleven? Uh, I Talk was the eighth. Eighth. Yep, I was okay. the eighth. So there's three younger than me. How many brothers and sisters? Six sisters. Okay. And four brothers. There you go. Was, was Milton a good student growing up? I was a good student growing up, okay. uh, you know, because my dad insisted that we worked hard in mm-hmm. the classroom mm-hmm. and, and we brought home good grades. Okay. And so that was a, that was a, a expectation for us. So, of course, after graduating from Saginaw High School, you made your way to Albion College. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. Um, you know, of course, recruitment, per se, wasn't like it is nowadays back then in the, in the mid-'70s, but how did, how did that relationship build with Coach Turner and um, did he make it an easy one for you and your family? Well, actually, I was directed here. Oh. Um, my high school <clears throat> coach was Charlie Coles. Okay. And, and my one-year experience as a varsity player, 
the way we were brought up in, in, in high school, uh, you did what the coach told you to do. Yeah. And um, so Charlie brought me to Albion um, after our senior year, after my <clears> senior year, and introduced me to Coach Turner. And he brought me on campus. That was also his first time coming to Albion. And he liked it. And so uh, we, I, we visited on a Friday, and then on Monday, that next following Monday of school, uh, he just told me I was going to Albion. So he had some other things that he was working on for me mm -hmm. because I was a late bloomer. I wasn't mm -hmm. one of those top <clears throat> prospects. Uh, like you said, recruiting isn't anything um, as it is now, but mm -hmm. back in those days. So, But he told me I was going to Albion, so mm -hmm. that's where I, I went. Um, and lo and behold, it was the best choice for me and best decision I ever made. As an aside, I'll share this with you. I should have made the connection there with Coach Coles. I was actually... Uh, lived right across the hall from Chris Coles okay. at Central Michigan University. Yeah. He and Terry Reed came yeah. out of Saginaw yeah. at Central. Yeah. And, of course, Dad was there, and Dad would make, come down and make very uh, numerous visits to our hallway, <laughs> in Emmons Hallway and, mm -hmm. at Central Michigan. And, uh, um, yeah, so it, it ties it all together now. Yeah. I get it. So let's talk <clears throat> about your time here at Albion College. You were... Um, all second team your sophomore and junior year, all MIAA your first, or excuse me, your senior year, along with being named on the all-region team. Um, I know you, you're, you're fairly modest on your accolades, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but you still remain in the top 15 or so in the Albion College scoring list. Um, and at the same time, you and your team made it to the NCAA Final Four in the Quad Cities in Illinois. Um, I was actually there as a, as a young lad here in Albion <laughs> with my father and, and uh, other family friends. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what the memories you, you, um, you remember from that, that time, that, was that Final Four in, what, 1978? You know, that was an exciting time for us, you know, <clears throat> being that that was the first year in 1978 where MIAA champion were, were given the opportunity to go and participate in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. So we were fortunate enough that we we actually tied mm -hmm. with Alma for the championship, okay. regular season championship, okay. and we didn't have the, the tournament back then. Sure. So I can't remember what the what the system was, well, how we, I think we, we went out because the, the third place team we beat twice, All right. which I think was Adrian. Right. Uh, so I think that's how we got the advantage on uh, on Alma to be the team to go to the NCAA tournament. Okay. And then that, of course, you no, know, we didn't know how we were going to do. Mm -hmm. We just we didn't know how we matched up, but we were going out there and playing, and yep. it was a great experience for us as players at that time. Michigan State at that same time was doing well with basketball wise. Yeah. yeah. So so they got beat, I think, in the regional tournament. But we continued to, to progress and, and go forward and got to the Final Four. Yep. And we're, we think we very easily that game could have ended differently mm -hmm. uh, where we had a chance to win that game, yeah. to win be a national champion. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can always look back and, and appreciate, you know, the, the things that you did as a player, yeah. uh, the relationships you had with those teammates. Uh, but I would have to say that, that my four years experience was a total experience for me uh, because of the relationships I developed with my teammates sure. all four years. Are you still close with any of them, uh, Nybert still or otherwise? Close, still still mm -hmm. communicate uh, with Nybert, mm -hmm. uh, probably Mike Williams, probably mm -hmm. more than sure. anyone. Sure, um, yeah. Uh, Eric Harvey. Oh, yeah. Um, but I actually probably just as close to my teammates, Denny Frost mm -hmm. and Paul Kreider and Jim Nutson, mm -hmm. 
those three guys were seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Nutson was a senior when I was a freshman. Yep. And Craterman and Frost were yep. uh, juniors when I was a freshman. Wow. But they impacted my life because of the, the transition coming from Saginaw to Albion. And uh, that relationship is still special today. So, if I'm not mistaken, as, as your your tenure here at Albion, uh, you became sort of a grad assistant for Coach Turner, did, and you also did a lot of volunteering in the Albion community, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, that's where it all started for yeah. me as a yeah. coach, is, is right here in the community of Albion and developing uh, relationships with, with folks here in town mm-hmm. uh, over that little four or five year span of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was actually working, uh, had a full-time job working locally, uh, but the um, but Turner gave me an opportunity to start my coaching sure. officially with him. Very nice. Some of those relationships you talk about that you built, uh, I would imagine, whether it be with, as I mentioned earlier, Harry Bonner or otherwise, still exist today, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's funny because you know <laughs> Harry and I sometimes reminisce about the old days. I started, he was running the summer league, and I during that time, I was just... <clears throat> I had gotten injured my sophomore year, mm-hmm. and I decided mm-hmm. to stay here in Albany in yep. rehab. Yep. And part of that rehabilitation process was playing. Mm-hmm. And the only place to play at that time was in the summer league over at Westport. Sure. And Harry was running the summer league. Yep. And as a result, I we had a team that participated in the summer league, and I saw those kids out in the playground, and mm-hmm. I decided, mm-hmm. I said, well, hey, somebody needs to work with those kids. Sure. Uh, so I just took it on my own. On my own to say, okay, I'm going to help you. And Harry liked and appreciated what I was trying to do, and so he made himself available to help me, you know, provide opportunity for these kids. That's great. So let's move on. Then in, in, in 86, 1986, you became um, what I believe is the, what's the lead assistant, or the assistant, and assistant for the University of Minnesota basketball program under Coach Clem, Clem Haskins. Can you tell us a little bit about your duties at least in the initial stop that you had at Minnesota, and, and are you co- still close with Coach Haskins today? Yeah, well, he and I are very close. We okay. talk, you know, on a regular basis, and um, you know, and, he, and, and that relationship will will never change uh, because he was instrumental in my overall development mm-hmm. as a coach mm-hmm. um, and understanding the the business of college basketball. Sure. Uh, because I think everyone needs to understand that it is a business. Mm-hmm. It's not just you know, just you know, happy-go-lucky type uh, basketball is something that you have to understand both the, the, the inner circles yep. of the college system. Yep. And uh, so I think it's important to recognize the fact that going there to Minnesota was a challenge uh, because we, we had to rebuild that program yep. uh, because they had unfortunate uh, incidents that occurred. Mm-hmm. And so we went in there and, and had to clean up and, and, and make some major changes and, mm-hmm. and rebuild right from the very beginning. And so the first two years was a really, really big struggle. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, we got through it, and that was just part of the process of developing a program that could compete yeah. in the Big Ten. Yep. Recruiting, uh, what other duties did you have there in your first stop there? Obviously, recruiting, recruiting was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Recruiting players. And administratively dealing with players, I emphasized it because of my background, mm-hmm. uh, emphasis on, on guys mm-hmm. being successful mm-hmm. in the classroom. You know, mm-hmm. academics was always big for me. Yep. Uh, so I always insisted that, that we have the proper support necessary for guys to be successful sure. in the classroom. And then you move on from Minnesota, and this took you back to the prep ranks, um, Albion Senior High School. 
as a matter of fact. And you had you had quite the team, talent-wise. <laughs> um, and I know you know you you probably answered countless questions on this, but did you have an inkling of the of an idea of maybe a, beyond Montier Glasper the talent that you had here? Were you aware of the talent uh, still back here even before you took the job? No, because you know I, I don't I don't gauge a job or evaluate a job based yeah. on what talent you have. Yeah, you know the high school program you're trying to come in. Yep, and you work with the kids yep. that are there. Yep, and Albion at that time still had some young, up and coming talent. Uh, they had struggled prior to my arrival. Sure, for you know a few years. Sure. Um, so, but you knew there was always some level of talent to yeah. work with. Yep. Um, you know, and the talent that we had when I came in was was pretty raw, mm -hmm. but most importantly, they needed the discipline mm -hmm. and the direction mm -hmm. um, in their lives, in the young, young people's lives. Yep. And so that's what I was primarily focused on. And you had, as I mentioned earlier, Montier and David Washington and Chris Daniels and what, if I'm not mistaken, Joey McGear and, and yeah. Roderick Wilson, Roderick and Wilson. Uh, you had you had. Uh, the Shed Boy, you, you yeah, had Mike Shed. Mike Shed, you had quite the crew there. Damon so, Lewis, uh, I, I could name a number of guys: Cedric Estelle, oh, Keith you, Tillman, oh. James Morris, Chris Powell. I can go on name so many of those kids, and I often I, and I think back on those years, and and that was probably the, the biggest <laughs> and, and most and most it. fulfilling experience I, I've had in my coaching career. Again, I know everybody asks you about this, but let's talk about taking on Chris Weber, just for a second, for at least a fan's point of view in, in Detroit Country Day. Yep. Share with me a minute's worth of, of that experience. And, and more from the coaching aspect, did you, I mean, was, did you realize that you had to keep their nerves down and talk them up, or did they innately have that in them? Were they, they were gamers right from the get-go, and you really didn't have to manage their emotions? Or how did that roll that, that, that particular evening before and then that, that morning of? You know, that team was a team that was developed mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. uh, you, don't, you don't go 26-1 and one, right. uh, out the gate. Mm -hmm. you, you build. And those previous two years was a part of that process for David Washington, Chris Daniels, yep. and Monty <clears throat> Glasper to understand what it took to win. Yep. Uh, you know, I, and I think those three guys in particular, but there's other players like Damon Lewis and Kevin Clemens and uh, Mike Shedd. Yep. And other guys who contributed to that team, uh, Tony Stone is another guy, yeah. unsung hero who, yep. who did some had some big moments for us. But obviously, those three guys, Chris Daniels and David Washington, and Montier carried the boat uh, yeah. most of the way. Yeah. <clears throat> and so those kids had to learn how to win. Yep. And going against Chris Weber, yeah, we downplayed any individuals. Mm -hmm. We 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 talked entirely about what the team needed to do to beat the other team. Not. Yep. Not in the individual player, but obviously in that particular game, you had to be concerned with Chris Weber, sure, uh, because he was basically the best high school player in the country, sure. Uh, so you have to recognize that. But David Washington had developed into a pretty decent player himself. Yes, he did. Yes, he and did. And so he was, I think, up for the challenge. Yep. Uh, but he just had not had the same level of experience that Chris Weber had. Sure. And obviously, he was Chris Weber was still a dominant force. Yep. And then in after, after 91 season, you had the opportunity to go back to Minnesota. But then in, in 96, you land your first, if I'm not mistaken, your first college head coaching position at Eastern, Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Um, what was it about Eastern that intrigued you, Coach? Because i got to imagine you had some offers along the way, or maybe not. Um, what was it about Eastern that really intrigued you? Were you comfortable with the MAC? 
uh, league or what was it? I thought the opportunity to come back to my home area mm -hmm. yeah. uh, was was mm -hmm. big. You bet. And uh, being able to to be at the college level, uh, particularly in the MAC, yeah, because the MAC at that time was so well known for having good coaches, quality yep. coaches, In including and, uh, Coach Coles. Right. Yeah. Including Coach Coles. You bet. So the, that that was an opportunity I, I felt like was could be a, a real opportunity for me to continue my career as a coach. And you actually uh, kind of procured your own um, basketball prodigy in, in Mike Shedd, and he was on your staff, correct? Yeah, he was. He ended up on my staff as my, one of my uh, director of ops, yeah. who handled all the video and, and, yeah. and those type of things. Yeah, and you know, look where he's at now. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So following your time in Eastern, you landed positions with. We'll move on here. Greenville Groove, or the uh, MBDL, Southern Methodist, and then with the Globe Trotters. And, and I'm going to be a little selfish here. You know, I know everybody asked you about the Globe Trotters. Talk a little bit about that because I don't care who you are as a coach. That had to be kind of a unique coaching experience, didn't it? And 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 the places it took you. I got to right. imagine, right? right? The places you traveled. Yeah, it was, it was, I tell you, it was a great experience to, to be able to say I, I was a part of that organization, you know, because it's, it's so much, it's a different type of basketball, it's a different type of approach to the game, sure. uh, it's an entertainment, <clears throat> you bet. Uh, it's a form of entertainment that I had never been exposed to mm -hmm. until then, and, mm -hmm. and so certainly I learned a lot, and mm -hmm. certainly that experience, just being on the bus rides with those guys, yep. was constantly entertaining by itself. Uh, I didn't have to be at the games to be entertained. I was entertained every day because those guys were great individuals. You have great people. Um, and mm -hmm. that's why I say this business has exposed me to so many people and sure. good people that, that, uh, that will always cherish those memories. This is the question more, again, for my own selfish purposes. Now, the, the entertainment aspect, did they actually coordinate themselves that, that as players, or was that your responsibility? i got to imagine your main job was to just basically make sure basketball op or operations were. Right. But did they have people who actually they had coordinated? They to show them the, the, the showmanship. Yeah, the showman part. Okay. The show, the show was all coordinated. Yeah. And um, it was something that, you know, even the... the um, Washington Generals yeah. practice with the Globetrotters yeah. to help coordinate yeah. Yeah. what exactly was going to go on in the games. And so, but again, just watching it every day. You, sure. you know, I was there from one year we went on a bus ride that started, the tour started December 26th, yep. and the tour ended in, uh, April 1st. <laughs> so we had a game, literally one game, every single day for, <laughs> during that time period. Every day we were in a different city. You know, it's oh. amazing. Uh, that's an experience I'll never forget. Absolutely. Yeah. In 2009, 2009, you got your first um, coaching experience uh, as a scout in the NBA. Yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves, Washington Wizards. Um, where did this experience take you? And, and I guess here's my question: Is how was the pro level different from what you thought it would be like? We well, you know I, it's it really wasn't different from anything I I, I thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, perceived mm -hmm. uh, prior to going there, I had two years spent with Washington Wizards, mm -hmm. and then about a seven, I think a seven or eight year stint with the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it's it's business on a higher level. Sure, uh, understanding the importance of what it takes to perform the duties that they expect and require for them to have a chance to compete 
to an NBA championship, mm -hmm. uh, understanding the, the different areas uh, of the organization yep. uh, and understanding the role that you play for that organization sure. is vital to the success of the team Absolutely. that's on the court. So um, so it's, it's a business that I really enjoyed yep. uh, because you're, you're around basketball every yep. day. Yep. And you're seeing it at different levels yep. and you're seeing some high quality players. Yep. So. I know your team's got a, a game at noon. We're approaching about 10 minutes too, so let's move this along. So as you come back to campus, Milton, you see all the changes that are taking place in the Albion community, new businesses downtown, and especially the renewed relationship between the college led by President Ditzler. What most impresses you about these changes? Um, and then also, how are the relationships that you've built over the time here in Albion still important to you today? And if you can incorporate that kind of as one answer, that'd be great. You know, it's coming back is, is, is creates those memories again mm -hmm. of, of what it used to be. And, and like you said, things have changed. The college, the college didn't really have a relationship uh, well, with the town as, as much as it does nowadays. It didn't, but I did. Okay, there we go. And that's what makes it so much more enjoyable mm -hmm. to see mm -hmm. that relationship yep. and seeing the emphasis that, that, that President Distler yep. has put on uh, with the current Alvin College climate sure. with the community. Sure. I think that's vital. Yep. Um, I think we all realize the importance that the community and the college need each other. You bet. Uh, and we have to find a way for, for everyone to work together to bring out the best. Uh, the, the people that were part of my experience in Albion, uh, some of them are still around, and, and I love mm -hmm. having the opportunity to, to, to see them and, and, and just see them on a regular basis is, is a great thing to do. Very good. So, literally, if you can't hear in the background, we've got basketball games going on behind us here. As you sit here between pickup games, we're in the College of Albion campus, or Albion College campus. Let's talk about your recent role that you've, that you've taken back on at the prep level, that you are now the head coach of the Jackson High School Vikings in, in Jackson, Michigan. Um, coach, what most intrigued you about coming back to this area and taking on that position? And, and how, did, how did that come into the world? How did that come into being with, with uh, A.D. Fairley at, at Jackson High? Um, if you could talk a little bit about that. Well, it all started with me coming back here to create a program in the community of Albion and throughout the Calhoun County yep. called Playwright Basketball Academy. Yep. And that was created because I wanted to come back and do something in this area mm -hmm. uh, to help kids mm -hmm. uh, because I thought there's a need. And sure. I, I believe there is still a need yep. uh, to continue to help and impact the lives of young people. Uh, so I came here and with that intent, and one thing led to the other in terms of opportunities. Uh, so I sat down with Maury Disler and, and he and I decided that, that maybe there's a way I can help the college as well sure. uh, in some capacity. So we're able to, to figure that out. And then uh, as, as things happened, all of a sudden there was an opportunity at Jackson High School to allow me to continue my, my true love and passion mm -hmm. for coaching. And working with young people has always been my passion. Uh, but teaching the game is, is probably the second most important thing to me. Very good. Uh, and I had a chance to, to meet Jack Fairley. And, yep. and then one thing led to the other. And so, lo and behold, the, the opportunity to become the head coach came along. So yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Wrapping this up, you have... You actually have a, a son playing for Coach May on the team right now. And I know, you know, when I first kind of got reacquainted with you, uh, probably about 
the turn of the year, you were staying in town here, and you were you were uh, watching your youngest son, correct? Yeah. Uh, MJ. MJ. Uh, on the team, how th- how much? In my last question, how much of a thrill does that got to be watching, kind of coming full circle? Yeah. You know, watching your son play where you, where it all began for you, that's got to be kind of neat, I would imagine. Yeah, it is. It's, it's <clears> a great <throat> feeling, and, and I consider it a blessing to, sure. to see my son come back here and, and hopefully make his mark before he's finished. You bet. Uh, because it's, it was a great experience for me. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, why take a chance? something that you don't really know much about yep. where you can bring your son and, and he has a chance and, and, and Jody wanted him to come mm-hmm. uh, so it was an opportunity that he could come where he was wanted yep. and he knew I felt like he could fit in yep. and uh, so it's all turned out to be um, something special very good coach I know you got a game in just a few minutes here thank you for your time thank I you. wish you luck thank in you. your upcoming season in the, the, the fall and winter, um, I, th- I know you'll do well and, and enjoy every everything that you going on got going on here. Doing great things uh, here in the community, and uh, it's been well received. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. you, you bet. Take care. All right, Jim. <clears throat>